Hello and welcome. I'm Pastor Vincent Grissom, and this is Applying God's Word, a teaching ministry from the Word of God. This is study number 76, titled, The Christmas Message, God Values All People. Let's begin with Luke chapter 2, verses 10 and 11. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. I recently spoke on the topic of Christmas with a small group. We examined the concept of value and learned that Christmas is a sufficient proof that God loves and values people. He loved and valued people to such an extent that he sent his only begotten son so that whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. The word became flesh and made his dwelling upon us, we read in John chapter 1, verse 14. The Alpha and Omega, the creator of the universe, became Emmanuel, God, with us, so that we can have a personal relationship with him. So today I want to continue to examine the theme of what makes Christmas special. One thing about Christmas is that it is very inclusive. The message of Christmas is for all. It does not exclude anyone. The resounding message about Christmas can be summarized in today's opening verse. Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. The event the angel is referring to is meant for all the people. Let's just examine that a bit more. Who are the people who got the Christmas message and how did they receive it? To begin with, we see that the Christmas message is for the poor. This is evident from two aspects of Christmas. The message of Christmas was first told to the poor shepherds as they received it with joy and went around talking about it to everyone. The birthplace of Christ was in a manger as Jesus was embracing the poverty of our human condition. In his birth, Jesus not only embraced poverty, but also humility. The manger is a symbol of Jesus, the sacrificial lamb, becoming the sacrifice for all mankind's sins. There are other symbolic reasons for Jesus being born in a manger, but consider the poor cannot enter a palace. And so if Christmas is to be inclusive, Christ had to be born in a place where anyone could enter. The Christmas message is for the rich. The message of Christmas did not stop with the poor. It did reach the rich and famous people of that time. It reached the richest man around, King Herod. It also reached the wise men who were most likely rich, as we find out from their expensive gifts. They are also referred to as magi or kings, once again, let us remember the place of birth, being in a manger. Poor people could not have entered a palace, but rich people could always enter a manger. You see, God did not want anyone to be left out of the opportunity to worship Jesus. God wanted that event to be inclusive. The Christmas message is for the old. There are a number of old people mentioned in the Christmas event, starting with Zechariah the priest and his wife Elizabeth, 
The message reached Simeon, who was preserved from death, only so that he could see this miracle, and Anna, the prophetess. The Christmas message is for the young. We notice that Jesus' parents themselves were young. Mary was just about 13 or 14 when she got the divine message through the angel Gabriel. We also note that the unborn baby John marveled at the news about the divine birth while John was still in the womb. And I don't think you can be much younger than that. Later on in Jesus' ministry, he makes it clear that children can come to him without any hindrance. The Christmas message is from men. Several men are part of the Christmas story. Joseph, Zachariah, Herod, shepherds, wise men, and so on. The Christmas message is for women. In ancient times, women were generally overlooked in society, but not in the Christmas message. The first two people to hear about the message were women, Mary and then Elizabeth. It also reaches Anna, the prophetess. You notice that God's message of Christmas does not exclude by gender. The Christmas message is for the religious. We see that the Christmas message is conveyed to the people who could be considered as religious workers. We see at least three clear instances in Zechariah, who was a priest, and Simeon and Anna, who was a prophetess. The Christmas message is for the non-religious. Once again, we see that the good news of great joy was proclaimed to people who were in all walks of life. Joseph, a carpenter, the shepherds, a king, the wise men, and so on. The Christmas message is for angels. In Luke 2, verse 13, we see that multitude of angels worship the newborn king, praising God for the miracle. Even heavenly beings were not exempted from the Christmas message. The Christmas message is for the uneducated. We see that the message of Christmas reaches people who have had no education, like the shepherds. Later on, during Jesus' ministry, we see that Jesus chooses uneducated men to be his disciples. The Christmas message is for the educated. Apart from the wise men who received the message of Christmas, we also see that during Jesus' growing up period, his parents find him conversing with scholars. Luke 2, verses 46 and 47. After three days, they found him in the temple, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. And all who heard him were amazed at his understanding and his answers. The well-educated and the scholars were not left out of the good news of great joy that Christmas brings to the world. The Christmas message is for the Jews. This is the most obvious part, as most of the characters are Jews. The Christmas message is for the Gentiles. The Magi, wise men or kings as they are referred to, were clearly non-Jews. They were Gentiles. The fact that they came searching for the newborn Messiah proves the point that the good news of great joy was not only meant for the Jews. Actually, Simeon reaffirms this fact in Luke chapter 2, verses 29 through 32, when he sees the baby Jesus in the temple. Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you may now dismiss your servant in peace, for my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all nations, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. I could possibly go on and on with this list, 
but I think we have reasonably established the fact that the Christmas message, the good news of great joy, is for all types of people. And when we study the life and ministry of Jesus Christ, this will become even more evident. So let's pause and turn our attention on ourselves. Apart from the festivities that we love to enjoy about Christmas, have we ever felt that there is a more deeper meaning for Christmas for us? Have we missed the personal connection with the good news of great joy? Have we ever felt that the message was for someone else? It's interesting to study how the diverse group of people received and reacted to the message of Christmas. We have Zechariah, who had to be struck mute so he can believe. We have Joseph, who had his doubts and had to be reassured through a dream to believe the message. We have Mary, who submitted to the will of God and magnified God through a song in Luke 1, verses 46 through 55. We have the shepherds, who not only believed in the message, they made an effort to go and see the miracle. Let's read Luke chapter 2, verse 20. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. We have the angels praising God in Luke chapter 2, verse 14, by singing glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. The wise men, magi or kings as they are called, came with the academic interests of seeking the source of a star, but bowed down and worshipped the newborn baby. King Herod considered the new baby as potential competition and ordered the killing of several babies born during that period. So let's again pause for a moment and think about our reaction to Christmas. Are we convinced that the message of Christmas, the good news of great joy, is meant for us personally? Do we believe that we are included in God's message, that he values us so much that he sent his only begotten son so that we can have eternal life, immaterial of whether we are rich or poor, whether we are educated or uneducated, immaterial of where we are from, immaterial of what our profession in this life is, immaterial of our gender, immaterial of how spiritual we might be. God's message is clear. It is. Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. The message of Christmas is for all the people. It is up to us to see how we react or receive or respond to this message. We have a choice to personally accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior and look forward to the eternal life that God has promised us through Jesus Christ, or we can ignore the message of Christmas and risk losing the Savior. Today we can still be wise men and women and seek the Lord and find Him where there is forgiveness of our sin, where there is love and peace, joy and salvation, and an eternal life with our Savior. So let the Lord guide us by His Spirit to the right response this Christmas, which truly is good news that will cause great joy. I wish all of you a blessed and very Merry Christmas.